Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. Ben Rogers here to speak uh, with Jimmy Johnson, the Fentress County Executive, on everything going on in Fentress County. Good morning, Jimmy. Thank you so very much for having me. Always a pleasure. I think I've said this before when you've been on. It's full transparency, you and I are, are, are friends first. Uh, been friends for, I don't know, a few, a few years anyway. Um but for two or three reasons. One, yes, your your role's uh a county commissioner first in Fitchers County and two, your your uh, favorite son in law, no, I say your second favorite son in law, is one of my very best friends in the world. So glad to have you here. You always got good information on Fitchers County, very involved, very active up there and um let's talk about very important stuff first. Okay. We're big U T fans. Exactly. That was a big win Saturday, wasn't it? It was a giant win. A little scary at the end, but uh the one point is a win. It don't matter if it's one or 5,000. That's right. Did you feel nauseous there in the last one minute? I was driving to uh, my <laughs> son-in-law's home and you, daughter. You were driving. You were driving in for your grandson's 18th birthday party that Thanks. I saw you at later. And we 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 talked about the game, and it was fun. What do you, what do you think about next week? Are we going to beat LSU? Uh, week after next, we will beat well, it is LSU. week after next. We got yes. a bye week, don't we? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Put all your odds on it. See, the reason I talk about this, Jimmy's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, University of Tennessee athletic fans, and it's all athletics. It's not just football. It's basketball, women's basketball. It's everything, and I, I like to talk to him about it. But we're he's got his orange shirt on today, his dress shirt, nice looking checkerboard shirt, and so big fan. So let's talk about Fentress County. I'm making my rounds through the mayors again, and you're one of the first ones after the election I've had on. Of course, we just had an election in August, so you may be you may be the first county mayor since the August election I've had on. Um, had to come the farthest. <laughs> you had to come the farthest. That's right. Well, you are my you and Cannon County are my furthest counties in my area. Early start. Uh, about an hour away, both both ways, uh, Cannon County and Fisher's County. But uh, you know, some of my consultants, some of my counterparts in the state. Uh, of course, I talk about my work a lot on this show. People are pretty familiar with what I do. We we help county officials, but there's seven more of me in the state. Some of them got to drive two hours to their counties uh, just because of where they live. So I'm fortunate. I'm pretty centralized and up kind of within hours the furthest I go. And that one of yours is Finch's. One one of them are you, uh, your county, which, which is beautiful. It's a great drive. But we have several great ones right here. Will be great ones when their time when their terms are all over. They're doing an excellent job right now. All of them are six new county mayors. Have you got to meet all of them? I've met three, I believe. So you were you came to orientation this year, and you didn't have to go, and nobody has to go. But you also came four years ago because you were newly elected mayor. You came eight years ago when you were newly elected county commissioner, and I knew then that you were taking the time to to get involved, and you cared to come and and not only learn about what what you're doing as an elected official, but also network with mm-hmm. others. Um, and you are very involved with the conferences that Tennessee County Services has. You come to as many of those as you can, and, and you and the other mayors I have. I, I have a good group of mayors that show up. But there's six two, six total new mayors in Upper Cumberland, um, and uh, they're, most of them have some kind of experience where they were a county commissioner previously. There's a couple that, that, are, that are brand new to everything, but um, some of them are county commissioners like you. And that transition made it easier for you, right, being it, a county it, commissioner? You knew more what was going in on. Yep, mm-hmm. but the other side of it is uh, <laughs> oh, adjustment, ain't it? Well, it's like I've said to the new ones that we got to start with. It goes back to your old church song. I'd rather be on the inside looking out as the outside looking in. It's not like that in politics. You would rather be on the outside as inside because you think you can do so much uh, before you get elected. You know, I can do this. I'm going to do that or try to do this. And then when you get inside, 
there's a lot more to it than what you what you can do. There's a lot more moving parts. Yeah. There's a lot more. Uh, I'm glad we're having this conversation because we may not always get this deep into how county executive, county mayor works, but. There's a lot more moving parts. There's a lot more agencies, whether they're state or federal, that you may have to go through. And we're going to talk about some of that stuff with the projects going on later on the show. But it's easier to sit back as a commissioner and say, well, if I was county mayor, I could, I would get this done. But then you get county mayor, you're like, oh, well, before I get this done, i got to do this, 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 and this. That even starts when you're coming as a county commissioner also. Mm-hmm. you know. So they think, you know, a lot of times they think they can, they can't. But it's uh, – uh, it don't take long to figure that you can't do what you think you can't do. So a lot of times you have to back up and promise what you promise people when you're getting elected. Say, hey, you know, really I can't do that. Well, you know, I've tried and I can't. But it's uh, it, it's good though. It, uh, it it's really good. So you know, this past election, you did have an opponent, right? I did have. Now, Fentress County, they you, you do not have uh, primaries. No. So there can be thirty people that run for county executive in mm-hmm. August. Yep. You only had one other than you. Mm -hmm. You won handedly. Um, I will say that there was there it was not close at all. You won handedly, and so now you got four more years. Yep. And we're going to talk a little bit later about your goals, but that election process. Did you change your approach this time as compared to the first time you ran four years ago for county executive, or how did you approach it this time? The only thing that we changed this time was because we had more experience because we were there. The first first time we ran, we had only been there for a commissioner for four years. And then, of course, that helped us as when we went into being county executive. But then coming in for the second term, we had experience as both county commissioner and also county executive. And it uh, we didn't change anything. Uh, we won't, like I've said from the get-go, uh, the former job I had for 27 years, I had six bosses. I've got 18,800 and some now. I consider myself at the bottom of the list. Uh, you know, you know how, you know how my phone works. You've been there. You've seen it. I keep it 24 hours a day, uh, right beside me, with me, by the side of the bed and the whole nine yards. But, uh, it, uh, if you're involved, you're involved. If you're not involved, you're not involved. That's, that's why I look at it. And, uh, we're, we're, we work with each corner of the county. Uh, whether it be the north end, the south end, which I don't like saying north end, south end, east end, west, because you're there, you're working for all of them. You have to work for everyone, just like yesterday. Or last week, we went to the the golf tournament because our grandson was in it. But then, of course, then we had York and Cochrane's both there, and you uh, they're representing the county, and uh, and they did a great job. Uh, and that's that's just how it is. You're for everyone. You you've got to be for everyone. I don't care where you live, how big a house you live. How much money you got, or whatever you know, you got to work for those people just like you do, because uh, Fentress County has a lot of good people. They really do. Well, let's let's give a quick shout out if we can, Jake, to Jimmy's grandson Drew Ramsey going to the state tournament for the, the third tournament. time, right? Uh, or is yeah, it fourth time? It's I know it's the third third time, time as a golfer. Yeah. Uh, and that with Upperman High School. So you have your daughter's um, an administrator. She's assistant principal at Upperman Middle School. Zoe and Drew uh, go to Upperman High School, and you've got other grandkids in Maryville, and you got Molly. That's it all good. So you, you're you're all over the state. <laughs> yeah, we go from well, we got four grandsons in Maryville, and they're all uh, uh, the five year old. He just started playing soccer. Uh, he started playing soccer, and then uh, Zach, he's playing uh, baseball and soccer. And then Will's the oldest at 11, and he is playing uh, soccer and basketball. And then Zoe, or Miley right now, she's playing, I believe, volleyball right now. Mm-hmm. She'll play basketball. Zoe, she's uh, uh, 
in terms of what she wants to do, she's went from sports to uh, agriculture to FFA. Mm-hmm. But now Drew, of course, Drew's Drew's golf for several several years, and he's done well, and he represents uh, where he's at. Well, he really does. He does. He's a great. They're all great kids. I, I'll speak to this probably. Zoe's desire to do FFA is watching you all these years on your farm and all the work you do in Fentress County. And she, she'll lay in there. She really, and they all will. You know, it's a it's a hard time right here for kids. There's so many things out there to do. Uh, so many things they have to face each year. And mm-hmm. so we're blessed with uh, uh, eight grandchildren that uh, I hope that will uh, keep their. Uh, uh, nose in front of their face all the time and not have to look back on, I wish I hadn't done this or something. There. But uh, there's so much out there for the youth right now that they could turn to. And if they get involved in something that's good, you know, you, you, we've got a lot of good kids in the whole area. It's yeah. Not only mine, but a lot of good kids. You do. And so, and you have a good support system with mm-hmm. Debbie. And when yep. you talked about campaigning this time, she was probably right by your side a lot. She was, went to a lot of places. I like to wore her out. We've been married for 49 years. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, of course, people, uh, Dr. Dwight Murphy, that's over at the TCAT, uh, he called and he said, listen, he said, uh, we don't let them marry over here when they're 10 years old, <laughs> but we got married at an early age. So uh, Mr. Murphy's a great guy, but it's... Uh, we, we've we've took a lot of jokes, but it's we've had a we've had a good marriage. Next year will be the fiftieth. So. Well, and we're going to celebrate big for that too. But uh, she is a saint. Uh, I got to see her this last weekend, and and uh, I, I bring it up because I like for people, our listeners, to know about the the people that are supporting our officials. And she's one of your biggest supporters, as is all your family. So you campaigned, and and I ask this because I've asked all the newly elected officials that I've had on since August. Door to door, does does people in Fentress County still like to see you come door to door, or have things evolved in the way you campaign in Fentress County? They've evolved a lot. You know, if you're not being elected in the office, it, it's good to still go. But uh, from where I uh, I did run against uh, uh, my good friend, he's passed away now, Mr. Frank Smith, up there as uh, circuit court clerk, ran against him one time, and that was back when people was doing a lot more door to door stuff. But it's more of uh, your meet and greet, big places and stuff, because. It's got to the point when people get home now, they just want to rest. And so they know you're running. you got your signs out there. But uh, anytime you see someone out in the street, you don't want to turn them down. You know, if they want to talk for an hour, you talk for an hour. Uh, and if they want to talk about whatever. And uh, that's how it is. That's how we did this time. We did do some door-to-door stuff, but mostly it's with your uh, big group gatherings and seeing people and Meet somebody on the street. Say, hey, you know, I know I've, I've been there before. Hope you voted for me before. If you didn't, I hope you voted for me this time. But it's uh, it's one of those things where it, uh, it your area is, is what really uh, it, it kind of determines how you do it. Uh, your big cities would be hard to go door to door where we live. You know, it's not that hard. But we did a lot of it. But just seeing people in the streets and this and talking to them and and doing a good job, you know. Hopefully, we did. Evidently, we did what something that people like because we got reelected. So, uh, but it's a, uh, it's something there that uh, you enjoy. You know, I've uh, uh, and you don't ever turn nothing down to eat. I don't care where you're at. You know, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, if somebody offers you something, you say, yeah, that's wonderful. You know, <laughs> if you don't, you know, you say, well, that guy don't like him. He didn't like what my wife cooks. So I'm, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but it's all it's it's enjoyable. There's a lot of good people out there, and and then after you get elected, you know, people expect you know they want to see you, they want to talk with you, and if somebody calls you on the telephone, uh, I was looking the day before I came down here. We've had, uh, oh, I think we've driven about. I think we figured it up over the four years. Summers around eighteen thousand miles. We've driven to meetings and stuff outside and go see people and this and that, what they wanted to do and and what what you need to do, but you know. My advice to somebody's going to run in two years or in four years, you know, after you get elected, don't, if them people call you, 
be sure and call them back. You know, we've had uh, mm-hmm. we've had thousands of phone calls. That's what you got to do because uh, uh, they they just want to talk whether it's about uh, anything, the weather or whatever. You yep. know, you, you just do that. And, and that's so, great advice. And I will say, yeah. Jimmy has his phone on him all the time, and he answers all hours. Great information so far, Jimmy Johnson, Fitchers County Executive. We'll be back in just a moment with, after this break with more to come on updates from Fitchers County. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers in studio with Jimmy Johnson, Fentress County Executive. Uh, and this is his second term. Just started uh, started back in September 1 on his second term. We were talking about the campaign, how you campaign this time, and how it's evolved. And uh, I, and I like to talk to my other guests about how they campaign. But it's just interesting to hear how everybody approaches it. Fentress County is a rural county. Yeah, it's beautiful. There's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I guess it's slowly growing. I think you've got more of a, Maybe a retirement population than maybe you used to now because it's so beautiful. It is. Uh, there's just a lot of things to do there in nature and enjoy the outside. But um, and so we can talk more some more about that later. But uh, speaking of elections, there were some uh, other elections, of course, in August. And I do know on the county commission side, out of ten commissioners, you have ten commissioners in Fitchers County. There's three new ones. There's three new ones. One lady, she did. She moved residence, residences in our fifth district. Uh, Miss Miss Matthews and she didn't run this time and so Mr. Mark Crabtree she he received her seat I think he had four opponents against him and that so he he came he he won her seat uh, and then on the other hand uh, we had uh, Miss Mickey McDonald in the first district we did a, a good job an outstanding job the four years that she was in there and uh, her her opponent that came in was Mr. Ben Cooper. A business local businessman up there and pastor of a, a crossroads church there in the county and then uh our other our other one that came in uh was um let's say i mentioned mark and i mentioned uh ben and then our other one i cannot think to save my life right now well you think of just a second because i put you on the spot there and and they came to uh franklin at our orientation, mm-hmm. uh, you yep. you invited me to dinner with them, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that because that's always good to get outside of the area of maybe the courthouse or the county and and actually get to socialize with with elected officials and Mr. J P Reagan. J P Reagan, that's yeah, right. He was, he was before, but he was before. That's why you forgot yeah, he him because he yes, was in he there before and, uh, two terms ago. Mr. Rod Williams, uh, he lost, he ran, he lost, but and Rod didn't outstand. He's a uh, local insurance man up there mm-hmm. in town and. And he did an outstanding job also while he was in there. So you, you got three new ones. I got to meet with them and talk to them. And it's just good to interact 
uh, and kind of get to know people on a personal level outside of that. And they did ask a lot of questions to me, which is why I'm here. And they asked good questions to me, and you and I helped together helped answer those questions. Um, so you got three new commissioners. You also have a couple other new uh, county officials. One is your highway superintendent. Who who won highway superintendent in Fentress County? Mr. Ryan Reed. He won the uh, highway superintendent's job for, for the next four years. Uh, Mr. Joy Reagan did a good job while he was in there, and uh, uh, it was a uh, – uh, it, it was a it was a good runoff election for both of them, and uh, like I said, Joy was here. He was there for four years and did a good job. And uh, and then of course you know how you know people are. You know they sometimes they uh, want to replace someone, and that's what happened. You know it's just the luck of the draw. Yeah, and Ryan uh, is experienced and seems like he's going to do a great job. And then you have a new county clerk because Miss Marilyn retired. She did. Yes, she did. I think she was in the uh, county. Uh, I'm believing she was in the. The county clerk's office is either 21 or 25 years, one, something like that. And then before that, she was a dispatcher to jail for like 16 years, so under like four different sheriffs. So uh, Marilyn will be missed, and uh, uh, she did a good job also there in, in the court in Fentress County for the people. Miss Marilyn, uh, of course, I've been doing this 17 years. I've known her that long. She's always been good to me. She's always welcomed me with a smile every time I walk in the door. And, and she called me often with questions or to say hi so we'll definitely miss her but miss amanda hicks is now the county clerk and you know amanda well amanda worked for you she did she worked in the uh county executive's office for four years prior to my election and also during my election and uh uh people said that the two things the that i actually did well uh for one time in my life was keeping our county attorney our county attorney and also uh the secretary that was there and so um uh, Miss Amanda did a good job for me working in our office. Uh, she left about three months early because uh, uh, running for election. She didn't want people to feel like she was running out of that office. So uh, she took it upon herself to uh, move move out, and so she did and campaigned. And so she'll do a good job for the county at where she's at with the county clerk's office. Yeah, she's uh, very smart. She was at our orientation as well and asked good questions and uh, just very excited to to get active and to uh, be in that office. You mentioned county attorney, and um, you, I, I, the reason I thought about this, I actually got a question yesterday from another county in the state about how the county attorney office works. The county attorney office works several different ways depending on what law you're under. You're under general law for that. You don't have a private act for county attorneys where they're elected or anything like that. So basically, if you're under the general law, the TCA says that you as county executive – appoints the county attorney with confirmation of the county commission. Uh, Miss Leslie Ledbetter's been there. Uh, this is, I guess, working on her third term now. She her term. She was, she, we came in uh, when we got elected in 14, and then she was there for uh, uh, Mr. Mike Cross. She was there during that time, mm-hmm. and so then uh, and then we retained her also. So uh, she's actually, this is, this is her, uh, she's there for a county. She, yep. Yeah. Ninth year she's starting. Yeah, so, sure, yes. what do you use the county attorney for, right quick, Jimmy? Let uh, everybody know how. What do you utilize? Any the contracts for? we do, uh, anything that uh, any new laws comes out, she's very updated. She's at all the commission meetings. She comes to all those. Uh, any anything that goes on in the county, as far as any office, whether it's uh, uh, in the general, whether it's with the uh, uh, school board, she she works with those. She works with. Uh, your sheriff's department, all anything legal, she actually works in it. You know, and, and the first statement she made, she said, you know, when she came in, she said, 
you know, the only orange I look good in is Tennessee orange, and I do not look good in, in gel orange, and y'all don't, I'm not going to look good in it either, so we're going strictly by the law, how it is right down the middle. And Leslie does a good job. She'll call me often if she wants some clarification, and of course, she has access to our legal team at CTAS, and uh, they they communicate well together. County attorneys do, and our legal team, our legal team's brilliant, uh, and, and does a lot of work with county attorneys. So the county attorney position is is very important to county government. I don't know of a county that does not have one. Um, and they're also there for potential litigation. Let's say you have a lawsuit within the county, maybe that developed from a jail uh, incident, or maybe uh, it developed from uh, an employment incident, something like that. The county attorney is there to represent the county, not only the county executive in your case, but the county commission and other county officials. So it's a very important position to county government, and I'm not sure how some counties – or if they would be as efficient, I should say, if they didn't have one. Um, That's true, very true. Because she does a lot of she does a lot, and there'll be things comes up. I'll ask her a question. I'll say, "What is?" It? She says, "You don't need to know yet." Said, "Because at least you know, at least you have to testify." To so <laughs> I said, "Thank you very much." And some people, that's a good a good point, Jimmy. Um, litigation is <clears throat> not required to be public uh, in county government. It's litigation can be handled by the county attorney, and it's attorney-client privilege. Mm. That's why you don't hear about certain lawsuits within county government because of the attorney-client privilege that exists in the law, and that's a, a law within Tennessee and, and, and all over, actually, the country. They have attorney-client privilege laws. And so if there is a lawsuit within the county, you know, people may not hear about it because of that attorney-client privilege. County commissioners do have access uh, by law to, st- to sit in that attorney-client meeting with you. It's you and the county commission and the county attorney. So if there's pending litigation against the county, uh, the you know, county attorney, county executive, county mayor, and the county commission will be involved, in the, and they cannot make any decisions in the executive committee or the uh, uh, attorney-client meeting, the private uh, executive meeting, but that's where the things are. The information is uh, delivered to the county commission, so they know what's going on. They don't vote in that meeting. It's not open to the public. So, just a small information. And, and we've got more good information when we come back after this break with Jimmy Johnson. He's our Fentress County Executive, uh, and starting his second term, we're going to talk about some projects going on, uh, and uh, that's been you've been waiting on a while. And we're going to get to that as soon as we get back after this break here on Local Matters. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers with Jimmy Johnson, the Fentress County Executive, former Fentress County Commissioner. Um, I think this second or third time, Jimmy, you've been on. It's good catching up with you and, and learning about what's going on in Fentress County. So let's talk about some updates in Fentress County, some things that you've actually probably wanted to see happen since you were a county commissioner eight years ago or can now come to fruition. And, and the first thing I want to talk about is the Agricultural Center. So what's the progress on that? Well, the uh, Fentress County Ag Center, we started that uh, – uh, we thought we had a place there where we could put it, but that there uh, dissolved because we couldn't because of certain ways of the ground and such. So we ended up buying a piece of ground out on uh, uh, the bypass, right by East Fork Stables, back inside of the East Fork Stables. And that there is, uh, they have the roof now on, they have all the all the insides framed up, the outside brickwork's done, uh, the uh, arena, it's done, not completed, but it has has a roof on it, and it's all framed up and such, so there'll be a lot of dirt work in this to do. But the main thing right now will be getting into the uh, way the rooms are situated, who will be in which room, this and that. It's going to have a uh, community uh, uh, spot in there. where the And what we'll do is end up moving our ag extension stuff out there. But they'll be on one side of the building, and the other will be a community room that we can use it for several different things. We'll, have a, we'll appoint a board to that to oversee it. 
which all that, of course, how your boards are comes back to the commission. In, but uh, uh, we're very excited about that. There's going to be several things that you can do uh, uh, as far as the ag extension. They'll be able to teach a class. We'll have a, a full scale uh, commercial kitchen in it to be able to teach classes or whatever or night classes. And right now, where they're at in the middle of town, the building's been there for several several years. Uh, it's still a good building, but it needs some work done on it. And this here was a chance. And uh, yes, it, we got it right in the middle of COVID. Uh, and so things got a little more expensive than what we wanted to spend on it, but uh, it'll be good. And you know, we we look for land. We put out uh, different places that and that would hopefully suit it. And it come down to you know, if do you want to build a, a uh, some type of a business? Do you want to build a business where you're going to see uh, three or four hundred sets of ice sit a day, or do you want to put it someplace where you're going to see five or six thousand sets of ice sit? And so that's the reason that the commission. Uh, voted a majority to um, to do that you know there was uh, some kind of you know uh, it's a big step for that in a small community but uh, in the end everybody voted to have it done everybody's going to be real proud of it when it does get done tell everybody where it's located it's located uh, about five miles out of jamestown south it's on 127 north and just as you uh about halfway on the bypass, and as you come by East Fork Stables, it's right past it about a quarter of a mile. So really, it's convenient for Jamestown and Clark Range. Yes, uh, it's almost in the middle of the county. Yeah, and, and so sure what is. anticipated, uh, ready to use, what will that be? It will be, hopefully, we first said August, but setbacks because of the roofing got some damage to it, so we finally got it done, and, and the setbacks of all COVID and such right now is where stuff has been and things are catching back up now but it will be where they can be used by a lot of you local farmers also because you can actually go in there and hopefully do if you have someone just has two or three calves or four or five or something other to to sell you might be able to uh group up a whole load where somebody can come right there as a central location and pick them up uh hopefully we'll be able to have uh uh your tv sales online sales and such right there we can go out and make pictures of the cattle just come back there and put it out on the internet and such so it's going to be it's really going i think the uh, a lot of your farmers are really excited about this and it's going to be something it'll be something it'll be something really good agriculture in fentress county is still part of commerce it is we are about the third or fourth leading uh, uh producer of backgrounding cows in the uh in the state of tennessee and then also with the uh uh mama cows too uh with those and then we're about uh uh we're about in the top 10 uh, in the united states so it's a wow. big it's a big thing they back we have several good farmers up there that background a lot of calves all through the years they really do yeah this is why i do the show jimmy is to learn stuff like that because i didn't know that i mean that's good information so how was this agricultural center funded it was fun we took a, a loan out through usda we bought the, we bought the land the county did and then we, uh, of course, we purchased it. We took out a, a loan for it, uh, and so it's. Uh, it, I think it ended up being like uh, one point six or seven million dollars just for it alone by itself, which is a lot of money. But then now it don't seem like a lot of money, but it, you know it's it's a lot of money. It is, but uh, we've got it fixed where we can. Uh, it's not going to hurt us a lot in our uh, uh, our fund balance. So uh, we're making the payment, and it, it'll be it'll be good. It really will because it'll. Uh, the revenue that it'll bring into the town will will do it, you know. Yeah, that that'll help make that yeah. uh, loan payment. I, no help from the state on this project. No, I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't think there was either. So let's talk about something uh, that uh, the state has been involved in with you on the next project. Uh, the hospital closed down how long ago? Hospital closed down June twelfth of nineteen. 
So three years now, y'all been without uh, without emergency uh, emergency care. Yes, Mm -hmm. but that's about to change. Yep, our ambulance has been our emergency room. Yeah. So what's the progress on the new emergency room? Uh, Of course, there's setbacks there. There were some things uh, uh, with some storm drainage that had been put in before that uh, the building the end of the building was going to be sitting on part of it, and so they've came in and got all that taken care of the T deck, and so uh, we got all overpass. That was a setback for about almost a month lately. And then uh, we came in, and uh, they've torn out uh, the old building that we per- the building that we purchased was a diagnostic center. Uh, one hospital had it leased, uh, and they sold out. Uh, come from Tonova had it leased at one time, but then uh, when they pulled out, when they sold to Renova, uh, the other hospital organization that everyone's aware of, and about three counties. Uh, they took it over. They didn't have the, that building. So, and then they shut down the hospital during COVID. So, with that being said, it's just a, a lucky thing that we came in. Uh, the senior vice president of UT Med, he was in paying taxes because he has a place down in Spruce Creek there in the county. And we got to talking about it. And one thing led to another. And uh, I asked the question. They thought they could help us. And we chased it for about two and a half years uh, with them involved. And we got. Uh, there are certain things that you can do with having a freestanding uh, e, uh, ER, uh, ER, and so uh, you couldn't really do it without uh, your major hospitals just do a 35-mile radius of their place. But if you read on down in, into the uh, paperwork, it says, you know, there's a possibility if you go with a, uh, uh, with a hospital as a nonprofit hospital that, uh, and you come up with a, a 24-hour uh, emergency room with a clinic tied to it, in uh, certain areas that uh, we got a waiver there. Uh, so it all come together. We got it, uh, you know, we was on the phone a lot with uh, folks in Washington with it, Ms. Blackburn, Mr. Rose, uh, Mr. Haggerty, and before that we talked with uh, uh, Senator Alexander's group, and, and they got things situated through a, a lot of stuff. And CMS, we had to go through CMS out of the regional office in Atlanta, and we did that, went through the state, and, it's just a blessing that we're going to be able to get it because uh, right now people will go to your doctor's office, and then if there's something wrong that the doctor can't determine, the ambulance has to pick them up and then take them to an emergency room. Now they can come straight to the emergency room. Yeah, they'll be – we might have to make a little bit longer distance, but we're right now we're going to Cumberland County and coming to a couple of regional, which we're very pleased they came on board to help us out a lot. Uh, you know, we couldn't have done it without them. But, you know, they'll still be making those trips, but then you may – uh, do something like they done before we had a hospital. You know, we have right. to go into Knoxville or Nashville or someplace. But it's going to uh, it's going to be very good uh, for the citizens of Fentress County, and that's where we were at from the get go. Uh, but it's a it's it's an effort between uh, just a working effort between a lot of people in our local. You know, uh, Senator Yeager, Representative Keesling, uh, uh, and uh, Representative Wendell. And then you have uh, uh, Mr. Sexton and Crossville, of course, Cameron Sexton. Uh, Paul Bailey, uh, you had all those folks there that was on board with you also to help get stuff in the state level. And it's just, uh, it's just you, you got to go out there and you just got to look for it. You yeah. got to help, you know, and, and, you know, ask people for help because, like I've said many, many times, you know, if, if I've not got enough sense to ask somebody to help do something, you know, I don't need to be in that seat. Yeah, you can't do it by yourself. No, so you that's two huge projects that's almost to the completion where you've come so far. One more. We only got a couple minutes left, Jimmy. And I don't want to. I don't want to leave without talking about another project that's ongoing that involves education. 
That's true. We uh, chased this one for about three years, along with uh, uh, Senator Yeager, and of course with the help also of uh, Representative Wendell and Keesling. But out there is the uh, we ended up with a uh, twenty-five million dollars uh, uh, monies left in the in the budget. The governor put in there for a permanent Rhone State uh, campus there in the county. It'll be almost in the almost right into town. Matter of fact, it's about 100, 200 yards out of the city limits on the old 127 South. And but and also with it will be a uh, a TCAT environment also. So we'll have with, through Huntsville on Ida and Dr. Murphy and such. But it's a it's a lot of things going on. Then all of our road work, I and mean, we couldn't even start. We take another thirty minutes talking about the roads coming in, road work and such. So, but their roads are being improved on one twenty seven bypass. They're coming from they're coming from Crossville, and they're coming there with the five lanes about six miles. Then their big bridge is going to be built, and then they're right now they're in the process of uh, uh, knocking down about five or six miles of roads that had water under it and ripples all under it from interstate. I mean, from Highway 85 there up through uh, the Lacey Road. They're digging that up now and taking the ripples out of that. So it's a, we've got a lot going on, then a lot on 127 North. So it's we're just blessed. Uh, you know, TDOT's been great to work with ever since we've been in office. Four things we discuss in this segment that is vital to success in rural counties. Commerce with Agricultural Center, the new emergency room, health care, the Rome State Community College campus and TCAT education, and then infrastructure with your road work. Mm-hmm. So y'all have got a lot, a lot of good things going on, Jimmy, and I know you're thankful and blessed uh, to be in that position. You've got almost um, a little over three years now to, to see it out, and, and I know you will and, and stay on it. You've got good people to work with. So thanks for being here. Uh, appreciate your friendship. Appreciate your time. Appreciate the information from Fisher's County. Thank you so very much. Go Vols. Go Vols. And also, we don't want to leave out Tennessee Tech. They, ha- they do have a game this weekend. I believe it's uh, away, and I think it's on ESPN Plus for those folks that want to catch that game. Um, and they they play they play UT Martin so or you can drive out to Martin West Tennessee folks thank you for your time appreciate y'all listening thank you to my producer Jake uh, he's he's a blessing to me and we always give God credit for everything oh Both thank God we're just blessed you know yeah. we're just blessed to be what we're doing yeah God gives us blessings yeah. that's all the reason we're here Jimmy so thank y'all for being here thank you for listening um, remember it's always easy to smile it is a frown make somebody's day smile at them please don't be mean to people be kind it's a lot easier to be kind. That is to be mean. Hope you have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week on Local Matters. This has been Rogers with Jimmy Johnson, Fitchers County Executive.